Empowered Path podcast. Um, my first guest for this one is Talia Hassan from Talia Hassan. <laughs> Hi, Talia. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Yes, no, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. I do appreciate it. No, thank you for having me. This is like such an honor. <laughs> <laughs> so for all of you guys listening at home, Talia has had a bit of a backstory. I'm going to run through some of it. Um, before we get started, I just wanted to talk about this next series of the podcast. It's for women who have gone out to inspire, women who have achieved despite adversity and who have overcome and are in the process of empowering other women in their journey. To find people to interview, um, the criteria was that, that they had to be nominated by somebody else. So that's how I've come across these gems, and I'm very happy to share all of their stories with you. Now, Talia lost her dad suddenly in 2019. That was illness-based? Yeah, it was. Is that a cancer passing for him? Um, no, it was <clears throat> um, he had a clotted artery. Right, okay. So with his passing and that being quite sudden, was it literally a here one minute gone the next situation for him? Yeah, definitely. Um, he was completely fine and my uncle was actually um, sick at the time and so we – were he was cancer based and so we we're ready right. for that one yeah so um and then all of a sudden about two months later um my dad just yeah he just went and we it was just such a shock it was like oh my god like you weren't meant to go so yeah it was um a massive shock because we weren't expecting that at all yeah so that was your dad's brother that went first with the cancer and then dad went after him no so um yeah my dad's brother <clears throat> and my dad went before him oh wow yeah okay. so yeah <laughs> and then he passed six months later so. so okay I've just got the two brothers standing together so I was wondering which way it was okay. <laughs> So I had actually your uncle stepping forward first, which is interesting because of the counselling. Wow. Um, so what was your what was your family life looked uh, looked like before? Like, how are your connections with your family? What was your dynamics like? Um. So my dad's side of the family, um, we didn't re- we weren't really that close with them, um, because my with I think just with my mum and dad's situation, um, they separated and. It was just really hard to get sort of like a close family dynamic with my dad's side of family. But we did see them though and it was really good. Like, you know, I had really good childhoods at um, my dad's mum's house and things like that. Um, but, yeah, we weren't really as close to the, my dad's side of the family than we were to my mum's side of the family. Yeah, yeah. it happens often. Um, so you said that after you lost your dad, your family dynamic changed and you weren't given permission to grieve for him the way you should have and you weren't supported through the process the way you needed to be. So I'm guessing that was a polarising event for you. Are those relationships things that you've managed to fix now or are they still a bit fractured? Um, so, yeah, I have actually been able to. So with my dad's mum, yes, like, you know, she's met my girls and, yeah, she's so lovely. Like we talk here and there um, and she has like sent the girls gifts and things Beautiful. like that. Yeah, so that's actually really so lovely that we were able to reconnect. Um, my mum's parents, unfortunately, no. So, and that's okay. I did extend the Olage branch, but um, unfortunately sometimes that just can't, yeah. It's fine. I think sometimes part of the journey, and especially when family dynamics aren't straightforward, uh, it's also about finding your own identity and not fitting into a box that somebody else has created for you. And that's hard. But when you're going through a whole a whole transformation like you've been through, sometimes relationships just don't work on the other side of that. And it's okay. Part of the power is being okay to let people come and go from your life. 
even if they're family. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. So then you've told me that you broke up from a six-year relationship. Um, you met your new partner, fell in love, and you were pregnant in six months. So, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of whirlwind. That's a lot. Yes. <laughs> That's a lot. But it was a happy event. Yes, it was, yeah. Um, yeah, it was crazy time. So, um yeah, with my six-year relationship, we just sort of outgrew each other um, and we didn't really know at the time. Um, and then when COVID was kind of started to happen and I had lost my dad previously before that, like just before, um, I just really noticed a lot of, I don't know, qualities that I probably didn't notice before and his true colours really shown. And I always say this, that no mask can be worn forever. True. And yeah, that was definitely a situation there which then um, in turn with the next year with COVID happening that I actually met my um, partner and like my, the girl's dad, I should say. Um, and he was like a client at the time and I, it was all happening that I was like, oh my God, like, wow, this is so strange to have happened. And um, yeah, like it was all just such a whirlwind now that like it all Kind of when you kind of think back about it. But, um, yeah, so I kind of like with meeting my, the girl's dad and that in between, like with it, um, I just felt this like connection. It was like, oh, like this is just my person, you know. I was like, oh, it has to be like. And so I never experienced the feelings that I had and then um, – it just made me realize a lot of things. And in the COVID time, me and my partner like with the, that were together for six years, um, we both didn't want to be in the house together. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. It so, a lot, it? <laughs> yeah. <Fair enough>. So <laughs> it was interesting that, yeah, like we both were like, no, I don't want to be like in this house with you either. I want to be with my parents. And I'm like, that is a red flag right there. Like, you know, so we really outgrew each other. And, yeah, then I – like found the girl's dad in the midst of that and then obviously ended one to be with another. But, yeah. Okay, well, do you know what? I believe that people come into our life for a reason or a season. Uh, we don't always understand it in the moment, but it's always relevant afterwards. So, yeah. you know, you just have to honour the journey, however it looks for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But with the girl's dad, I mean, that hasn't been straightforward either because you said that um, he had to go over east for personal reasons. And that left you raising your little one on your own. Scarlett, wasn't it? Your yeah. first, your eldest. Yeah. So you were trying to raise her on your own, um, trying to figure out where you were going to be and what you are going to be doing. And you were with your mum at the time when he went over east? No, so I was actually alone. In oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was alone in our apartment that we had um, in South Perth. And um, it was a lot to navigate, you know, being a first-time mom and having him just gone and then having little communication as well. So, yeah, it was a lot um, and just trying to navigate it all, yeah. Why were the comms so poor? Why was he unable to be in touch? Um, I don't know, to be honest. He went over there for a court case he had um, and that I actually don't know with that even to this day. And, um, yeah, he just didn't like, it was email, but it was really loose. And then, you know, he would never call me or message me. It was just, I was really alone and I was like, I need to like, what, what's happening? And yeah, it would only be sparingly. And I just don't know. Yeah. I still don't know to this day, but yeah. yeah. Um, and ultimately, 
long story short, <laughs> he came back, you got pregnant with Nevaeh? Yes. And then he left? Yes. By Felicia, just gone? Yep. With no notice, you came home, his stuff was gone? Yeah. And there was an email? Yeah, so... Um, with that, so it's actually been very um, a rocky time with our relationship. Um, a lot of things have happened, which obviously I can't completely speak about. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so um, when he came back, because obviously being gone, he was gone for four months when he went over to Melbourne. And so when he came back, we really hashed things out and really tried to make things work and... Um, obviously in the midst of that, obviously you get intimate and then I just didn't, obviously didn't really think I would get pregnant so quickly and, but that wasn't really, um, something that we were surprised at. So we were very, um, open to having another child. So it wasn't really a problem as such. And, um, yeah, so we fell pregnant pretty quickly and very blessed with her and blessed with that. And then, um, yeah, just trying to make the relationship work. A lot of turmoil happened. A lot of um, his mindset really deteriorated. Um, and, yeah, he had his own kind of wounds to really work through. And he then um, started his own business and then he didn't actually want to be in the same house. So he was actually living away for... Oh, a good six months. Um, and it was here and there. He'd come and stay for a bit, then he'd leave. It'd be in and out. So I was essentially raising another child, like, alone. So I had the two girls under two alone at home. Wow. Yeah, so it's been pretty a wild ride. But, yeah, and then um, he ended up just leaving because he's like, I just can't do this. And then I went to my friend's house and she lives quite far away. And so we make a day trip out of it. And then when I come home... Yeah, all his stuff was gone. Like, so none of my stuff was touched. It was just his. And then he sent me an email later just explaining, like, look, I just can't do this. It was mental health. Everything um, that has unfolded, though, from then to now is very much a lie. Um, and that's totally okay. And I'm actually okay with it. But, yeah, um, it was pretty crazy time for that to happen, yeah. So we'll paraphrase what happened next for you, but essentially you found out that he would had been living a double life. Um, he was already in a relationship, already married, or was it married? Yeah, so previously he um, was married to somebody and then um, he um, got – we actually got married in 2020. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so um, – well, so I thought – because he was actually already married when he married me. Right, okay. Okay. And Which you had no idea about. Yes. Okay. No, no idea. Um, and that is a very big law in Australia. And so, yeah, and this all kind of unraveled from when he left in back in September in 2022. And, um, yeah, and then now he's actually married someone else. Wow. Yeah, so he's off with her now. And, I mean, I'm all for, like, if they hope they're happy and everything. It's just, yeah, it, you, re you really kind of go through self-worth and everything because you really think, wow, like, everything was a lie for the last two years that we spent together and all those things. And, yeah, so it's a lot to kind of go through. But um, I'm very blessed to have the girls, though. They're very, yeah, very blessed. 
So in the space of just a few years, you've gone from having a fairly functional family unit to, and, you know, being in a six-year relationship and stability and working and, you know, everything's ticking along as per usual. So losing your dad, then losing your uncle, having fractured family relationships to escaping a six-year relationship. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Not escaping, that sounds too harsh, but you know what I mean, to understanding. And there's nothing like loss and changes to make you look at things differently in different perspectives. So you do have to honor the process, but you changed that up. You swapped, not swapped, but you know what I mean? Like you fell in love with somebody else very quickly. Yeah. Um, you've had your girls. You've realized that he's not who he said he was. And there's obviously been issues around legalities and finances and everything else with that. And next minute you're on your own with two little girls, very little familial support, not able to do any kind of regular work because of your kids. So where to from here? Like, what did you do? What was your, what was your thought process? Like, what was your mental health like? And what was your thought process? Mm, yeah, good question. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was a lot. So, <clears throat> so I'll kind of like go through each like little section because there is so much. Um, so from losing my dad to breaking up with a six-year relationship. So um, obviously losing my dad was it was very numbing for me. Um, I actually didn't think it was real because it's some it's hard to really process. We all process things so differently. And um, at the time, everyone was crying around me, but I wasn't because you're just so stunned, you know. Um, and so I was like sort of in shock with everything. And um, I, yeah, my thought process was just like, okay, wow, this is happening. Okay. And I just was kind of like in a numb state. But then with that, I didn't feel like I could let my emotions um, like happen because um everyone was crying around me and like everyone was projecting a lot of things obviously when from now when I can look back and they all mean well but it kind of just I ended up having to be like okay well nothing's gonna get sorted Talia so you need to suppress your stuff and let's just go so I was like okay we're doing this we're doing this we're doing this everything had to be planned it was really up to me because everyone's like what do you think Talia and I was like oh my god okay so yeah I really had to really um, kind of pull up my bootstraps, I guess you'd say, and just go, okay, now we'll just organize this, this will happen, this will happen. So then um, my relationship for six years then kind of becoming a realization of like, wow, like, is this really who you are? Because when my dad passed, I did have new set of eyes, I say. Sure. And um, yeah, he just, it seemed like he changed and obviously he didn't. It just, I really was awoken to the things that I was blinded. Yeah. So, um, I was like, I don't want this anymore. You know, he, um, wasn't really happy in certain parts of our like life. And I was like, I don't even want this anymore because he felt like he changed. I was like, I don't even know this person. So, um, I then, in the midst of that, with meeting the girl's dad, yeah, I just, I was like, no, I can't do this anymore. So I broke up with him to be with the girl's dad, thinking like, you know, that's all love and things like that. Um, obviously, what I know now, I definitely trauma bonded for sure. But um, yeah, um, moving from there. So my mindset with all that was just onto the next a bit because, you know, so many things were happening. I didn't really have time to really grieve as such. Yep. 
and um, then exiting a relationship that was hard in itself with the other person's emotions and your emotions because it is hard for you to end a relationship and it is hard to see you hurt that person. You don't want to hurt that person, but you know like we've outgrown each other, this is what's best, Mm -hmm. but they can't see it at that time. Um, And then, yeah, with the girl's dad, everything seemed like happy as such with us because I was like, wow, I found my person, blah, blah, blah. And then um, in the midst of that, obviously with family, they're all just, um, you know, having their feelings. I was just very like, I got into the state of like, well, this is my life and I'm really happy with how it's going. And yes, I'm making these changes, but you can't make me feel a certain way, you know, and that was really... um, hard for them to really kind of understand as well. So yeah, I was just really in the mindset of like, okay, well, I'm pregnant, I'm doing this. And then obviously in turn with that, with having Scarlett and being on my own, it was like, oh my God, okay, motherhood and then um, recovery and then obviously learning everything. But then try not to get swept into whatever your partner is doing over East. And yeah, so I really just was like, okay, one step in front of the other the whole time. Um, and don't get me wrong, I definitely had my times. I was really bawling my eyes out most of it. Of course, you know, and that's totally okay. It's just, yeah, I was like, okay, next thing. Okay, next step. Okay, and then my next step. So um, it was just really putting my foot in front of the other. I kept like going, okay, well, I'm a mum now, so she needs me more than ever. Okay, um, you know, my partner's not here, but that's okay. We'll just make do and just keep going like that. And I did have friend support as well, which is like a massive thing at that time. Yeah. So when all of that ended um, with the girl's dad, what did that look like for you? I mean, how did you decide that you're going to go into business for yourself and like talk me through that process? Okay. So, um, so the opportunity arised with my online space um when I was still we were still together and I was pregnant with Novea and um I just yeah someone on social media was like hey and I was like oh hi and then I always thought about doing something creative um I always kind of thought about being a YouTuber actually yes I was really like oh yeah maybe I could do a vlog like I feel like I'm funny and like you know I have a good personality you know um and why not share my life so um and then it was funny when I um had someone inbox me on Instagram and I was like oh wow and then they introduced me to the world like the online space and working online and I was like oh okay um and this was with a different company than what I'm with now, but um, it opened me up to a lot of things, like not just business online, but it was like, you know, coaching and mindset. And I was like, wow, this is like a whole different realm I had no idea about. Yeah. And believe it or not, the girl's dad was actually really supportive of that. He was like, yeah, do whatever you feel like, you know, lights you up. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And we really talked about the opportunity. And so, yeah, I dive right in being like, yeah, this is like amazing. Um, he was very supportive. Um, and yeah, like that's how pretty much everything kind of started. Um, and then, yeah, he just, um, he was all supportive. He was like, yep, yeah, come on, you can, you've got this, like being my number one cheerleader as a, like your partner does, right? Well, hopefully. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, 
with that process, it was actually okay. Like he was really happy for me um, and there was never like a telltale sign that he was like going to leave or anything like that. So it was really, yeah, interesting. Um, and then, yeah, did you want to know about like the whole? Well, how did things, I mean, in terms of being able to support yourself and the girls financially now, because you said before that he's not in a position to help or he doesn't yeah. help with that. So that puts pressure on you, right? That means that you have to be front and centre. Of course. And you're still in your own space, you're still renting your own place? Yes, I am. Okay, so you're having to pay all the bills, find the rent, look after your girls, childcare, all of the things. (laughs) (laughs) So that's daunting. It's daunting for everyone. But when suddenly you don't have a support network, it takes on a whole other meaning. And it's one of those crossroads. You're either going to break or you're going to grow. And you've chosen to grow. Yeah. But how has that, has that been a straightforward process for you? Do you feel like you've managed to support yourself adequately through the process or has it been a bit stop and start? Like, Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So cause I got introduced to like the online space with mindset, I really tapped into that. So, um, I've always been very into, like, I've always been kind of woo woo, I like to say. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. <into> that. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so I always believe that there is some sort of higher power definitely that goes in turn with our life. And really being um, open to coaching and on in the online space and because you definitely need it when you really get out there on yourself because you do contact like so many limiting beliefs yeah. and, you know, it's not just people that would essentially hate, I guess, you know, quotation on you. It's really on yourself as well. Like, oh my God, like, can I even do this? So mm-hmm. I definitely had moments where I was like, can I even do this? Like, have I got what it takes? And it's just about really knowing, like just harnessing yourself. Like, you know, I do got this, you know, the girls like need me more than ever. And it is a lot to really provide for them. But yeah, so it's been a whirlwind with it, but, and I have had my moments where it's like, you know, you had your down days and like, am I going to make it through? And I just think when you really like speak to yourself and go, you have got this, you know, and when you see in the, like, cause online at the moment, like there's so much opportunity and for you to really, um, Harness your power and really just share what you want to share from your heart. It's all sharing from your heart space. And, you know, it is taxing to, you know, look after the girls all the time and to not have help. You know, he doesn't contribute to child, like to the girls at all. And that is really hard. But, and I've had my times where it's made me angry. But at the end of the day, you know, you can't change that. That's completely out of your control. And I think, by diving into mindset and the coaching that I have, it's really helped with that for sure. And um, it's really got me to really harness into when you do self-development, it's like, wow, like you do have the power, you do find um, the strength within yourself and like all those limiting beliefs do fizzle away because you know that you've got what it takes. It is hard and you do have those moments where you go into victimhood and you go, oh my God, I can't do this, like poor me. But I always think the girls are my reason, you know, they weren't born into this world to this life, you know, they're 
so worthy and capable of so much more. You know, they haven't had the coding that we have had they put on us. They definitely don't. They're not conditioned <laughs> the way we were conditioned. Absolutely not. Exactly. So my whole mindset is like they did not ask for this. So what can I do to help them? What can I do to provide a life that we deserve, you know? So that's definitely been like a huge game changer for me because they're either your excuse or your reason. And they're definitely my reason. I love that. And I also love the fact that by you doing this, you're healing generational patterns anyway. You're healing the hurts that have gone before you. And you're also setting an example for your girls. They're never going to be in a position where they feel powerless or or helpless or feel like they have to rely on anybody else. But hopefully with their perception and your strength in being vulnerable, they're going to understand that it's okay to ask for help as well. So I think that's one of the toughest lessons that you can learn as a parent, as a woman, as a human being. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely, yeah. Um, But it's a beautiful thing when you create it, when you see that some of what you're wearing will have an impact that lasts long after you and they you know, that's an amazing, it's an amazing contribution to a genetic pattern, to a spiritual gift. So it's a beautiful thing that you're doing. Um, if I had to ask you what your short, mid and long-term goals are, what would you, what are you aiming for? What's the plan? Uh, so <clears throat> I couldn't really do short term. I don't think. Yeah. So, um, cause I don't really set Like I can't, so I set sort of promises to myself and I don't really, I can't really set like short, medium and long, but I do have a long game, of course. Um, And I would say I have a medium and long game. So um, my goal at the moment, so obviously with online space, I'm really wanting to empower women to harness their power. You know, we all go through struggles and hard times and, you know, I, my whole goal and my intention of being online is to create a community where we can all link arms and really be, like, harness our power and connect with like-minded people to make that change in our life. Um, Also, like, financially, because we all desire financial freedom to, you know, spend the time with our children if we have them or, you know, spend the time with people that we love and to be able to take a holiday instead of go, oh, I need how many weeks off here, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, so my main like medium goal is to be, to create a community here in Perth that, you know, with women to really um, rise up and empower them and know that they are worth more and there's so much more out there and abundance out there for them. And, um, to not have to worry, especially with inflation at the moment, not have mm-hmm. to worry about a food shop or, you know, things yeah. like that. I really want to be able to help them with their financial freedom because there is more out there. And it's just to be, it's being able to have an open mind that you can create financial income, not just by just a stay, like a nine to five, yeah. you know, you can really do it online. You can do it around like work and, I know there's so many things out there that go, oh, you know, it's all a lie or just a just hoax. Too, too good to be true, it probably is. Yeah, yeah you know, Wi-Fi money, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> but it actually is a thing and it's definitely exploding, especially in the next few years. So that's really like, you know, my goal there. And then obviously like long term would be 
you know, to hold like retreats and that, you know, for women. Yeah. To really empower them and be like, yes, you can really unlock your power. Cause I've worked with a coach and really, um, has worked on my self-development and harness my power that that's what I want to do for everyone else. And cause we definitely can do that. So do you want to give your coach a shout out? Who have you been working with? Yes, I will. (laughs) (laughs) So I have been working with Catherine Albertini. Um, She is so amazing, um, honestly. And without her, I really wouldn't be the person I am today because she's really helped me so much, uncovering so many wounds and just... um, generational things that get put on us. So yeah, it's been life changing and I've only been working with her for a month. Wow. So yeah. And (laughs) yeah, the growth that I've had is just exponential. So definitely, definitely recommend her a hundred percent. Beautiful. It's always good. And yeah, I think that that standing together, that concept is important. I think, um, when you realize that money finances, it's not when you, when people, trying to decode and trying to find the words for this when people decode the energy attached to money because of how it's been played and how it's a control factor people often think it's quite a low vibrational energy but actually the energy of abundance is playful so when you learn how to play with money and you play with the energy of money you can you can create anything yeah and you can create that with the people around you and abundance is not just financial it's time it's emotional freedom it's availability it's everything yeah so I mean, that sounds amazing. Your life is going in a good direction. You are getting paid. (laughs) (laughs) You're supporting your girls. You're living your life. What about love? Well, (laughs) (laughs) love. Yeah, love looks so different for me now. Um, Obviously, he will have to accept the girls, not just me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess there is a bit of a stigma about, you know, a man coming into a woman's life who already has children because they automatically think they have this role to play. And by all means, I'm not trying to emasculate men, like 100% they do, but I just think being a stepfather is definitely a privilege, okay? And like as much as sometimes I think they can feel like, oh, my God, like I've now got to be this dad. It's like, hang on a sec. No. (laughs) Yeah, like calm down here. (laughs) Mate, that's long term. If we're going to be long term, you know, like but for now, like it's like, yes, unfortunately I don't have them looked after all the time so they are with me. But at the same time, um, and I guess you will have to be some sort of a role model, but like that just takes time in itself because I've still got to accept you as well. You know what I mean? So I definitely can get them babysat. I have a lot of, um, I do have a more of a support network now. So people have said, oh, look, I'll honestly look after them if you want to like go out for a coffee or something, if you meet somebody. And um, it's really interesting. I did um, meet somebody um, and, you know, I did try to go there and I just think right now, it's not the right time for me. And it wasn't the right time for him either. Like we were just really navigating what we were feeling at the time. Um, And yeah, so that's, it's definitely a blessing that that happened for me because it's really made me realize like, wow, okay, maybe it is wrong time. Like, okay, I'm not ready for that. You know, I just want to do me and the girls provide and all those things. But I always say this, that what is life without connection? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, and it doesn't mean just romantic. It's like friends and stuff as well. And 
there is no life, you know. You can honestly be like, I don't need a relationship. I'm all good. Like, go, 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 go. <laughs> but really, what is life without connection without sharing it with that someone? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah, like, you know, I do still care about that person that I did try to, you know, work things with and maybe it could work out in the future. I don't know. It could just be timing. Um, but it is hard because he has to, like, the man would have to accept me and the girls. And yeah, it definitely does look different. Um, and I still, I still do believe in love as well. So I want people to kind of, if they're listening to this, that we are all operating from our own wounding. So we're not all trying to hurt one another as much as you go through an experience and you feel like, oh my God, everyone's out to get me or like, oh, all men are dicks or all women are this. Um, we're just operating from what we know how and like from the wounding that we know how. And I just think, you know, it's that all that famous saying, right? Hurt people, hurt people, heal people, heal people. And a hundred percent, like, you know, I'm really doing the work on myself to be better for my future person, whoever he may be, whenever he may come in. And I do believe in love still and can open my heart to the right person because we are all operating from, our own wounding and that's okay and I do have the awareness to know that it's all coming from a loving place and it's all about and that's what it is with a relationship you're trying to work out you know what they've been through what you've been through when you come together you need you're like you're trying to assess those problems as well like okay this has arisen okay no worries and it's how you navigate those things of course right so, yeah, um, I do want people to know that no matter what and what heartbreak to any degree that you go through, to still open your heart to love because, yeah, we're not – not everyone's out there to get you. No, and you just you just have to find your person. And, again, sometimes people are there for a reason or a season that doesn't negate the place that they held in your life for whichever period of time. Definitely. Good and bad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. But also your self-awareness with that situation you've just spoken about, like knowing that it wasn't the right time, that shows you your own personal growth. You're not looking for someone to save you. You're not looking for someone to jump in and be a daddy figure. Like you're yeah. <laughs> you're very much from a healed perspective going, I have space for somebody in my life. Maybe, maybe it's not just yet, but it's not a, um, yep, in you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, here, come on. <laughs> yeah, here's the keys. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You're moving in, right? <laughs> No, I hear you, but it's it's, um, it's a beautiful thing to witness somebody who is healed and who is looking for more depth than just filling a gap. Yes. So, well done. Now, where can people find you? Talk about your socials. Where can people find you? All righty, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so everyone can follow me on Instagram. I am Talia.Hassan. Um, and yeah, I share all things mindset. Um, I really want to be like a motivational speaker for people. So um, it, my content is all about um, obviously empowering women Um it's about really harnessing your power from within. It's about sharing my experiences and what I've learned. Um, I shared tips on there as well, like, you know, what you can do to really come back into your body and out of your head and all those sort of things. So I'm very, like, holistic in that way. So, um, And yeah. child-inclusive, actually. Yeah, yes, that's it, exactly. <laughs> Love that. All around the girls. <laughs> um, but, yeah, on Instagram is my main, main source on my platform. Yeah. Okay. And if people want to contact you about speaking jobs and that, that would be through Instagram as well. Better just to message you. Yes. Yeah. Just okay. DM me. Yeah. Cool. Fantastic. 
Great. Well, thank you very much for coming in. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. This is such an honour. Like I say, like I honestly, like from knowing you and like having readings with you and everything and I'm like, oh my God, this is like such a dream for me. So no, thank you so much for having me. Like, oh, this is amazing. You're very welcome. (laughs) Take care.